Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. Hi, my name is Heather Graham, and I'm playing Dorothy Tyson in the movie The Last Rampage. The Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison. And uh, it's a very dark story. And Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife. And I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got, at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today.
For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on Facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. Esther's Follies in Austin, motherfucking Texas, Harmontown is now in session. Hello, South by Southwest. Is it me or is it quieter here now? It's like the, the, the crowds are smaller. It's, it's groovy. I love it. Only the sexy people now. Speaking of sexy people, let's bring out the game master, Spencer Crittenden. Level on these mics, Who, sound person. Can we yeah. let's oh, get my cares. mic up and Spencer's mic up a little bit? One, two, yeah, higher, 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 higher. I also like South by Southwest. Uh, no, not the music, the microphone. Well, let's get the music louder, I think, maybe. <laughs> well, fuck it. Let's bring out Dan Harmon, the mayor of Harmontown. Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I feel like I remember being here. We were here at one point. Yes, you were. <laughs> and you were delightful. I think I think I was going through a divorce. I don't know. What also, we yeah. I think we were through the divorce at that point. And well, we that's were... when the trouble starts. Because <laughs> you have the divorce to focus on, and then afterward you're like, wait, I'm miserable. <laughs> the unaddressed issue behind right. the note behind the note, we call it, in TV writer's rooms. <laughs> uh, why does Sony want a dog on the show? Because they think the show sucks. <laughs> they don't love dogs. They hate your show. <laughs> it's the note behind the note. Uh, I lost you. I lost you in 10 seconds. <laughs> I've known you since 1994. You lost me for the first time. I have no idea what you're this talking about. This show's about alienation. We're here because we're alienated, and if you can't relate to an alienated person, then you're a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> what I do love about performing here at Esther's Follies is that there's always a band right outside. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear them thumping, thumping away at the secessionist movement. <laughs> They're thumping, thumping at the walls of America. Let me out. I'm Texas, for God's sake. I want to be free. Is Texas seceding or is Austin seceding from Texas? Austin, 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 Austin is the, is the capital of the intelligent uh, secessionist movement. You go to Dallas and Houston and you got people who are just doing it because they're racist. In Austin, they're doing it because they're into the fucking pogues. I, to, I, I told them I have a bad feeling about this show. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to get worse. <laughs> I don't have to prepare for this stuff. There's a rapist in the White House. All right. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, wake up, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, should I brush my teeth? I don't know. There's a rapist in the White House. He fucked a 13-year-old girl in front of Jeff Epstein. They, they, they recorded it. They flushed it into a fucking space vacuum. Uh, you don't have to... St- uh, what? what am, I, am I unfounded in my accusations? Am I, am I, am I, am I some kind of crazy person saying uh, microwaves are cameras? I don't want to be branded a nutbag. I might end up the most powerful person in the fucking world! I don't want to... 
to misspeak and have people start to think I'm crazy, they might start voting for me. They might start giving me piles of money and chanting my name in the streets if I accidentally say something so fucked up that it taps into the most visceral... What are you writing? What are you writing? Are you a reporter? <laughs> Keep talking. Everything he says is lies. It's fake. In advance, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, even if you like me, it was rigged. <laughs> I'm writing down today's date so I know when you were arrested. <laughs> uh, what, what is today, the 13th? What are we? Yep. All right. I was, at, I was at the, we were delayed due to weather, not extreme weather, normal weather. Weather changes, get over it. <laughs> It's a hard was, line, Dan. It's a hard line to take. LAX was enshrouded by a mystical fog, and John Carpenter pirates were <laughs> creeping around with maggots coming out of their eye sockets, lashing at anyone who wandered too far um, from the cement. <laughs> but uh, it's totally normal. And uh, our flight was delayed a couple times, and so I was in the uh, the new United Lounge. I had to buy a ticket for sixty dollars. I, I, I read a uh, there was a I retweeted a uh, infographic that showed you what if the world was 100 people. Hey, Spencer, how are you doing? Hey, guys. <laughs> how, how, I always what, forget to involve you. What if, uh, what if the world was 100 people? <laughs> if the world was 100 people, according to this infographic, uh, one of the people, 1% of the population of the United States, spends over $90 a day. And I'm like, so I've been like monitoring my, I'm like, but I, I'm done with that before I get out of bed. I've spent, I pay a publicist $3,000 a month to keep right. me out of TMZ. <laughs> like, and I'm sure the joke's on me. I'm sure TMZ doesn't want to write anything about me. <laughs> but I can't know that unless I stop giving these people $3,000 a month. <laughs> That's more than $90 a day right there. Forget where I get my croissant. Sure, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I pay... Also, forget the money you pay to learn how to pronounce croissant. <laughs> Steve Martin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, the, 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 I, I paid $60 to get into this lounge, which looked like an Apple store with melon slices. And uh, there was a young lady. She was sitting a few counters away from me. There was a sea of tables, and they all had the little AC outlets on them. She had her laptop. She was like kind of a Rachel Maddow, but blonde, like she was statuesque and had a long neck and, uh, and she, was, uh, she had a Bluetooth in and she was tapping the laptop and she was speaking very loudly about what she was doing. She was saying, I, what, that, that's not what I want. What I want is this and I think it should be this and that. And I was like, she was loud, but I noted it, but I didn't have to sit near her. And she was in a sea of Brazilian, Brazil as in the movie, the Terry Gilliam movie. Like, <laughs> like she was in this like Brazilian, a Brazilian-esque sea of like like things. It wasn't like a private area, you know? It wasn't like a... She wasn't like... There wasn't a fireplace raging next to her. There wasn't like a St. Bernard like waiting to save anybody from, from anything with hot cocoa. There like, wasn't? No. Oh. So Because most airport Wait, lounges provide I'm confused that. now. But I thought it was really weird because there was, a, there was a lady that came by who was like vacuuming and picking things up. And I always write race-neutral characters, but this woman was black, and I, I felt like it was important because she was like in her 70s, I felt, and she was African-American, and she, she, as she was picking things up, she leaned over to me into my Minecraft game, and she went, how come you haven't told that woman to pipe it down? Whoa! Which activated this weird Tim Allen like instinct in me where I was like, I just wanted her to like me, so I was like, 
hey, I've learned to tune out worse than that. And she's like, ha, 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 I got it. I'm like, why am I, what am I talking about? What am I, Fred Flintstone? I don't know, I was just playing, I was just like. It sounds like you're in act two of Get Out. I just, well, don't spoil that shit. I have to see it. fucking movie is. Also, tell me nothing about season one of Atlanta. I I, I like, like, please. I like how you had a genuine communication with a real human being and your first instinct was, what the fuck is going on? Well, because I was, no, I'm observing myself. I'm going like, why was I, she was saying, she, there's a person that works for the airport saying, why haven't you, fellow consumer, told her to shut the fuck up? <laughs> and, so, and, the, and, and my response was neither, because madam, she has a right to be a human. Like, nor was it like, you're right, chomp, 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 shut up, madam. Nor was it, you tell her. No, it was, it was the it best. Was, it was I the t- right option. I took the path of least resistance. Yeah. Through Plato could have predicted my path. Right. Fucking steam shooting through the only opening available that turned me into a weird '80s comic. <laughs> like lamenting my like like oh the old ball and chain. Like I made up a fictional stepmom at home. <laughs> like, like I'm like well I tune out worse than that. Yeah. What am I talking about? You're just being nice to a person who said something. I just to you. don't want the person that's talking to me to beat me up. Right. That person I don't want to beat me up. No, I, everybody. I t- I was tuning her out. I did everything. So here's what. So then that woman, she walked away. I was like, fucking nailed it with her. Yeah, she you loves did. me. It was she great. loves me. She loved me. She's like, I tell you, I hear that. I vacuum, vacuum, pick, pick, and and and, and I and, and so I'm like, fucking nailed it today. I really, I made someone like me. Um, so then this. And then, and then moments after that, this old guy walks up, and because I've done non-race neutral casting, I'll tell you, this is like a, it's kind of like a 90-year-old Michael Chiklis, like walks up <laughs> to this woman. Uh, it's like, it's like, couldn't be 30 seconds later. And he, and this, and this, and this like, t- like seven foot tall, like Rachel Maddow giraffe woman on her <laughs> laptop is just going on. She's just, I think she's just in a zone. She's just, ex- she's explaining what, what spreadsheets work and which don't. And, and this guy just goes like, and he goes, he goes, excuse me, do you mind keeping it down? And she, and this woman's like, like fucking flips out. Like, 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 I mean, flips out. Like she had no idea. She wasn't like, she wasn't like, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about anybody. It was more like, blah, blah, blah. I haven't thought about anybody. <laughs> like right. there's a difference, you she, know? She, like, she didn't realize that she was being disruptive. Or well, she's a, you know, when you're on a phone, that's the thing. And there's also like a heightened, like, I don't know. Sometimes when you see someone on a phone, you like, I don't know, we get a hair trigger. Like, like, like if that person didn't have a phone in their hand and they were just talking to their friend that loudly, when would you go over to them and be all high handed about it? Like we got a license when cell phones were invented to start getting real fucking dicky in, you know, like, and, I, and it's justifiable because I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, no heroes, no villains, just nobody beat me up. That's the point of my story, nobody beat me up. So this guy goes like, he goes, you my lawn and shake my king moonlight shouldn't have won la la land uh, like I couldn't hear what he said but he was just like kind of like and and this and this like when Rachel Maddow woman like went she fucking like I was like watching peripherally because I'm not gonna turn my head because someone will beat me up I, I, I but I it was just like she was like excuse oh my god 
Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stacy, stop. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no. And she, and the, and the guy was like, it's just rude. It's just rude to see. What? And she's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like her voice was cracking. And she packed up her shit, put her laptop in her bag, put her bag in her wheelie, put her wheelie into transformer mode, took her fucking <laughs> overcoat, tucked into the London fog and phased out. Like she went to a different lounge at a different airport may have hung herself I don't know <laughs> like she 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 wasn't she wasn't doing now, anything what, that what, wrong what, <laughs> would 90 year old Michael Chiklis have walked up to a guy and done that I think the answer is absolutely not I think he like he, he felt empowered to walk up to a woman and say you're being loud I, 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 that's that's, that's like male a, privilege bullshit that, that right is there. the that is the that is the tennis net that's the that's the tennis court net that like some balls hit it and go straight up like like that guy the answer maybe he would have loved he would he would have done it twice as fast if, if he saw another old complex. if he saw another old bald white guy doing that he wouldn't have fucking done it he wouldn't have walked up every airport and, and, lounge has like two old guys doing exactly that <laughs> um, well more and, importantly and, and, that's how old guys talk without a phone right yeah like, oh, do you remember yeah. the depression i can't hear anything you, you, like you, you know they call their, it their life you, is their phone you know they call that they call it harmontown <laughs> <laughs> i Old I white guys yelling. Yeah. I don't know. I've been in restaurants where I've been annoyed by people on the phone. I've been in restaurants where I've seen someone on the phone, and then I've and the person that's more annoyed by the person on the phone, I'm more annoyed by them. That they're that they're taking more attention. That they're it's like the person is technically on the phone. It's not really a license for you to vent your antipathy, your 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 fucking. Uh, Inhumanity. I don't know what my point is. No, I had no point. It's just a little story. I'm just a journalist. I, I had a good moment in an airport lounge. I, I went and I was flying to Vancouver and uh, I was up in the Air Canada lounge at LAX and I sat down like, cause, like to plug in my phone and there was a guy with his, I would assume, girlfriend and talking at the top of his lungs about nothing. So I was like, this motherfucker, he's never going to stop talking. So I unplugged and I went somewhere else. And there was another guy, he was Australian, which is worse. Uh, because when a loud, rich guy is Australian, they you know, yummy, 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 yummy. It's, it's, it's... I was making a movie. I was making a movie, right? In fact, yeah, if you want to fight, you want to say, yeah, come on, I fucking, I fucking monkey talkie talkie monkey monkey talkie. And, and I was like, I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. Uh, the views of this podcast do not reflect. I, I look, I, that is a huge continent that will be radiation safe in the event no, of they a nuclear fucking, war. They, Dan, we were I there. I love them. We were there. <laughs> they have lots of lumber and gas and yes, water. We know them. We love them. But they, they all know what the rich guy sounds like. And, and every country knows what the rich white guy sounds like. And they, and that, there's a particular Australian rich white guy thing that happens. And while that was happening, I was like, this fuck, now there's nowhere to go. Now I'm a prisoner because I, I found the only other place where the, I had, don't have to hear that guy. And this guy would not stop talking about himself. And right in the middle of my sadness, Sarah Silverman walks up and sits down right by. She says, hey, Jeff. And she started telling me stories about her and Tom Cruise together. And, and that guy had to hear her Tom Cruise stories. And he, he shut right the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, motherfucker, we have better stories over here. We're, we're funny people. <laughs> we're not yelling them because we have a, we, we go on TV and talk about them. <laughs> we have an antenna. Uh, no, I, Sarah's tol Sarah told better stories than this guy, and it made me very happy.
I... Uh, and then we killed him. <laughs> then we killed him. <laughs> I, I, my therapist has taught me... So here's the thing I've learned that's like been very, very like, uh, uh, powerful to me. In moments when people want an apology from me, which I used to interpret as them trying to leverage me, they're manipulating me, what's going to exchange here, if I, is this an, uh, an apology window? I can still feel all of that. Like I can still look at somebody and go, oh, you're a vampire, you're a piece of shit. Like, you're just trying to suck energy out of my body. But the, my therapist explained to me, she said, Dan, you are vigilant against abuse. You cannot handle somebody accusing you of abuse. You can handle people telling you that you hurt them. If you went like this and you felt like a soft splat <laughs> as you were reaching for your backpack and you turned and looked and someone's nose was bleeding, you would not be offended by that person's claim that you had hurt them. You would, be, you, you would stop at nothing to, uh, to, 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 to make it up to them. Uh, if that person started to imply as you apologize that you had done it on purpose or that you had done it because you weren't a good person, that you had made a choice earlier that day to ignore their needs and things like that, you'd start to get triggered uh, you'd, start to, you'd start to get defensive. There's an irony that happens there every day in every bar. Somebody hurts somebody, and then someone wants to, feels bad about it, and then someone is like, oh, I feel bad about this, and I feel so bad about it because it seems like you don't fucking give a shit about me. And then the other person is like, how dare you accuse me of being the kind of person that doesn't give a shit about anyone, you fucking lesbian! Okay, um, that took a weird turn. <laughs> It always takes a weird turn. It's like, you know, it, that is the thing. And it's like, it, 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 like, what I am just slowly starting to realize is that people saying that you hurt them, they're not saying you abused them. They're saying they got hurt. And it doesn't matter what they say beyond that. They could put all the frosting they want on it because they're coming from wherever they're coming from. They don't meet, they, they can't make you an abuser. They can say that they're hurt. And everyone can apologize for hurting people. And, and everybody should be vigilant against admitting they're an abuser. Because if you're not a fucking abuser, that's an important thing. There are a couple people among us who fucking love abusing people. Like, the, we should definitely separate from them. And so, so the way, it's like, I'm just noticing in these daily exchanges, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm trying to take a step back and going like, okay, wait, you're hurt. I hurt you. I hurt you. I did not abuse you. I'm not an abuser. I'm a herder. I hurt you. <laughs> have, have you... Well, we, we all have. And I'm, I'm assuming you have, too. Like, w w what if you did abuse somebody? Like, like, then, then what I do happened? it all the time. I, 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 that, that abuse is like self-pity and like things like that. Like, I mean to Cody. Like, I, so they look at the text and go like, oh, I'm trying to like... I'm trying to do something here that has nothing to do with her well-being and everything to do with mine. Like, I'm actually, I'm actually hurting her, you know, on purpose. W willfully, which is abuse. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. So we need to recognize when we're doing that so that we can apologize when we accidentally hurt people because that shouldn't be that big a deal. There's eight billion of us walking around. We're going to step on each other's feet. I think for you, though... I mean, not, not, just, not just for you, but for you especially, because you have the ability to seem abusive when you're not being abusive. Thank like, you. <laughs> weird thing to love. Uh, but like, like you, can, 
you are so good verbally. I've seen you lay people out with a with a quip, with a line. Because they're accusing me of abusing them. Well, and I need them to know that they're a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> right. It's, but the problem is, you're really good at that. Like, and I, thank you. And I, yes, I, like, you, that's what you, I'm saying. You're, you're the Robin Hood like, in terms of archery of hitting the bullseye when someone goes, "Hey, fuck off, buddy," and you and you just shoot an arrow right into their heart. Yeah. If you imply that I hurt you on purpose, I will strangle you to death. <laughs> I will wrap my hands around your neck until you're yeah, dead. You, you, you can't you, say it ever again. Your, your, your gifts are your curses. You're a good writer. And so you're also really good at hurting people's feelings. Thank you. <laughs> Stop saying thank you to that. Say, oops. No, but I'm being glib. But what I'm saying yeah. is, yes, because what But you love it because you, you feel a reward. Well, I'm learning about that in therapy. What happens is being yourself, following your own bliss, like you can sometimes be hurt hurtful to people that is not the same crime as being abusive to someone we all commit both of those crimes hurtfulness often comes with thoughtlessness carelessness yeah. you would you weren't thinking about me when you changed lanes on the freeway like it's different than you thinking you're entitled to just drive however you want. Like, there's shades of abuse there where you're just like, fuck everyone on the freeway. Uh, like, like, everyone, when, when we get down in fights, when we start arguing with each other, those rare moments when we're actually able to c connect with each other and we find out truly what everyone is always saying the whole time, which is, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean it that way. That's not how I meant it. Like, that, like that, that, that always like, turns everything around. Well, the problem that, that you've, you face is that when you react and you accidentally fling an elbow verbally and, and hurt somebody's feelings, is that you, you're so um, succinct and it's so well-written, it sounds meditated. Like, it doesn't sound... You're, you're, you're pumping me up so that everyone drives home tonight going, I don't see what Jeff was seeing in him. I've seen you, like, like, if somebody hits you below the knee and your foot flies up, um, when somebody hits you and you respond, it sounds so good, it sounds abusive, but, but it wasn't. It, it was just you reacting. It was, just, at, it was just a re reflex. very good at hurting people. I, it, <laughs> It's as simple as protecting yourself. You, it's like there's airlocks all around us. You lock somebody, you put a wall between you and them, and then you hit a button, and then you just watch them die. You just, <laughs> you just stare at them while they turn purple, and you go like, what? I thought you wanted to be near me. Uh, go see Get Out in theaters. Uh, it's a fantastic film. Uh, but yeah, we're looking into all those things. And uh, no, no, I, th you, I think you have I the think curse of being good at hurting people's feelings, and it sounds like it's 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 a it's a it's a neutron bomb. It's not it? a gift. We're all it's it's we we watch movies about uh, mafia people and serial killers and things because we're fascinated with that behavior because it's not a gift, but it is rare because our species is predisposed to compassion. It's weird when somebody, somebody's circuits are so fucked up that they could actually hurt somebody so meticulously, so, so horribly. We focus on it because we don't want it to happen anymore. It's like ribbons and flowers spread at the, at the site at an intersection where a little girl got hit by a car. We, we go to the, the, the point of the pain and we watch it. We look at it and we go, here's where this happened. Uh, should we bring out Doug Benson? <laughs> 
We don't have Doug Bethan doing it. If he's if he's still backstage, yeah, he might be gone. He was just backstage. And, uh, Doug is here. Yeah, yeah. For okay. real? I got, yeah. He's yeah. coming. He, he was just backstage. I didn't know I, Doug was here. I didn't either, but I saw him backstage, and I was I, I thought I'd. <laughs> Doug Benson. <laughs> Grab a seat, stand up, do what you like. Yeah. Wherever you're comfortable. Oh, I like this. I like uh, having you on my shoulder like I'll that. I'll give you a nice little rub over. Yeah, Jeff is my angel on my shoulder. <laughs> I'm, I'm your Michael Landon. Do uh, some quick fact checking on everything I say. I'm having a great time here in Austin. <laughs> Lies. Lies. <laughs> what, what happened? Who did you wrong in Austin already? Oh, that's a great question. There has to be somebody. Last night there was a guy. I was just walking down the street minding my own business, and this guy in front of one of the bars goes, Hey, Doug Benson. I'm like, Hey, man, how's it going? And he goes, uh, I go, what, You got food in there? Because I was looking for somewhere to eat. He goes, You got food in this bar? And he goes, No, but the bar next door has food. I'm going to pick up your meal and all of your drinks. I'm going to take care of it for you. And I was like, that's awesome. And then we go into this place next door. He introduces me to everybody. And then I've got a friend that's not going to leave while I eat the free food and drink the free drinks. And it's going to get weirder and weirder as the thing goes along <laughs> to the point where you finally have to be like, hey, man, all right. I, 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 I can buy my own food. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that that was going to be part of the deal is that I've got like a, a new friend for life. Uh, you know, uh, who keeps offering me Molly, and I'm like, dude, I'm a weed guy. Wait, for real? For real? Yeah, he kept saying he had a list of things that I could have instead of weed, and I was a, like, no, a, a, weed a is drug good. that makes everyone have the same personality and vow to stay in touch more often. <laughs> it's weird that that was his drug of choice. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think ultimately he might have been a little disgruntled, like he expected more for buying me some... Uh, Chips and queso and a couple of vodka sodas. I had an encounter at the hotel bar uh, that it occurs to me I've had 25 times in the last five years at least, which I hadn't started noticing. And so I don't know what the actual count is, but it seems like this happens all the time. And I have talked about encounters like this on the podcast where a person that like... <laughs> A person is is projecting their... Jeff is upstaging you with a, a dab behind the ears of vodka <laughs> gag. <laughs> it's so I, I, weird I, to get a big laugh uh, with a I physical gag on an audio podcast. <laughs> I, I like, everyone's like, what is Dan saying right now that's so hilarious? He's just setting up a premise at this point. It's like, it's like in that bear movie when the baby bear goes, Roar! And then the, the, the puma is like, yikes. And then the, there's a big bear behind it. <laughs> I, didn't see, I didn't see the movie. I, wait. I assume wait, that happened in it. Wait, wait a second. Which one of us is high right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Molly. I just wanted to see you more often. <laughs> I, sa I sat at the hotel bar, and I was listening to this. There was a lady next to me, and she was talking to the bartender. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about... <laughs> They were talking about South by Southwest, and they were talking about... They both knew each other because she drinks there a lot, 
and she works in real estate and so she's a big mover and shaker and she's always at the at the hotel bar and he knows who she is and 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 they know each other and then but not that well well but then they start talking about south by southwest and they're like yeah it, they start talking about how many famous people are in austin this time of year and uh, it's like, oh, it's like Hollywood all of a sudden, uh, you know, this time of year, all of a sudden there's all these famous people. And her big example was what she called uh, the guy from the league. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like taken by that. I was like, learn his name. It's the and there's, league. There's like five of them to choose from. I know. So I was like, the guy from the league. I was just, I was just, I'm like, what? The guy from the league? And I swear she had a, she brought her phone. She was like, yeah, no, I know. Have you ever seen the league? And he's like, no, I have not. And she's like, no, the guy, the, the guy, this guy from the league. I think she had a photo of him on his phone. Like, I don't know. It's like, wait, so it's a device you could use to Google him. Just say the guy from the league. I'm not saying like, like, like respect our craft. I'm just saying like, it's part of a conversation where you're yes ending his assertion that that it's like hollywood around here yes i agree famous people everywhere for instance the guy from the league <laughs> she didn't know who the fuck learn his name could be anyone from a basic cable tv show that is finished i believe the, then so so then so then i i my burger comes the final at bat happened it was baseball right <laughs> I think yeah, I don't. It was organized around a. Was it Casey? I think they played Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know. Uh, Welcome to the four guys who don't know anything about sports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but then she. That's, she, that, that's every podcast. Yeah, every about podcast. The yeah. But then, but then, so then, I, my burger comes, and 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 I go, do do you have any mustard? Here we go. Wait for it. Do you have any mustard? That's what I said. Do you have any mustard? Which, which Dan, in Texas is a very provocative question. And the guy, the kid, I'm going to call him a kid, behind the bar said, uh, we have mustard, but it's Dijon. It's not yellow. Now, I took that as a kindred spirit. Like, I, I, was, like, I was like, fucking A, yeah. I was like, I, I said, it's all right. I'm used to it. He goes back to talking to her. And then I'm like, I think, well, he's going to get the brown mustard. But, so I just offer up. I go like, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I was at a restaurant recently where they had yellow mustard on the table. And it kind of blew my mind. And he and she both look at me with a combination of curiousness, curiosity, I think they call it. <laughs> And disgust. Just, la just like the vermouth and the dry martini is just disgust. Right. Like, disgust, uh, if you pour a glass of it, then you're the bad guy. If you just fucking run it around the rim, yeah, I'm disgusted with how curious I am. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck? What the well, fuck are you babbling think about? Think about what you said in effect was, hi, I have a lot of opinions on mustard. Like, that's your relationship with them at this point. Well, I'm not shocked you'd take their side. But... I don't, but I'm just... I'm forensically... I'm breaking this down. No, I'm aware of the fact... I looked, at, I looked over it and thought, I think what, the, what he might have heard was... Uh, it's okay 
that I have no yellow mustard or any mustard. I'm used to having no mustard. Like I'm Harry Potter before Hogwarts enrolled him. Like, like I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't deserve mustard. I'm okay with it. Like, I, okay, fine. He's allowed to interpret it that way. But it was weird. They both looked at me in a way that brought me back to the sixth grade like playground where it was just like, I'm, I'd like to contribute to the conversation. And they're just like, Ew, gross, so gross, you're so gross, you're such a gross monster, ew, what are you talking about? Talking about mustard much? You're gross. And then they just went back to talking about real estate, which is so fucking cool. Because it's Texas, there's lots of real estate. And he never brought you your mustard? He never brought fucking mustard! <laughs> and over time, my burger tasted better with the inhumanity on it. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking play this game. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be uppity and say, like, I asked for mustard earlier. I'm just like, mmm, good burger. <laughs> Called his fucking bluff. Here's what happened. She settles up. She walks away. She's got real estate to sell. <laughs> For you video subscribers. That was me dabbing more vodka behind my ears. <laughs> this guy goes, he goes, so what are you doing in town? What is your, what's your schedule like? I didn't start a conversation with this fucking guy. What hotel? What room number? <laughs> I said, I'm going to Esther's Follies. He's like, huh, yeah, what? For what? <laughs> Just to see the show, it's really good. Comedy show. The There's Esther's a comedy show. Like, oh, shows still are doing great. that over there. <laughs> this guy's this guy's on the high, on a road so high it's untenable. <laughs> like, like, like it's ridiculous. He's uh, but 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 and I'm just I just don't want to get yelled at. I just don't want to get beaten up. So I got and he go and I'm, I just want to I go I'd like to settle up. I'd like to settle up. Let me settle up. So well, what are you what are you doing over there? I'm doing a, a couple of shows. I'm doing a couple of shows. Yeah, what shows? He won't stop because you can't crucify with one nail. You, the, the person would, the person would fall off. You'd be guilty of a minor felony. You'd have I, wounded a hand. I'm writing that down. A crucifixion requires. That's our episode title. Collinear fucking. You need the feet. You need the hands. Physicists have studied it. So I was like, well, what show? And I'm like, well, I'm doing a podcast. And he was like, ah, got it. <laughs> Great. Uh, charge it to my room. Sign it. I was like, what's the other show? Jesus fucking Christ. Are you fucking kidding me? Another podcast. I said, Just shut him down. I said, it's promoting a show on CISO. 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 Twists his face like a fucking pig's cock. Like, like. Like, like, like Beetlejuice special effect. Like, I can't let you know enough that I have no idea where you work. I don't pretend to think anyone knows what the fuck CISO is. Thank you for coming on the show, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. But, 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 and then, and then, and then he goes, and then he finally goes, it goes like, well, what's that show? And I said, it's promoting a show. It's I play Dungeons and Dragons. And he's like, his eyes muscles. I'm going to kill this fucking guy. He's going to get no Trump care from his fucking like, muscles detaching from the eyes rolling back into his head. And, and, and he's polishing a glass like, like there's anyone else coming in. And, 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 like the robot in Passengers. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about that movie? Yeah. What the fuck? I just saw that movie. He turned what? into Burke Chrysler right there. What? <laughs> Fucking what? Dude, that movie 
making the joke. What are the rest of the podcast was it in falsetto? <laughs> you realize I was. What is falsetto? I I love Southwest because I like waiting in lines. <laughs> also, the, the, the owner of the white Toyota you're double parked outside. It's a... <laughs> but that movie, do you? Like the third act of that movie, I don't know if anyone. I know everyone's like, who's worried about having passengers spoiled? Nobody. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. You've probably seen the blogs about why it's. It's a fucked up thing. Yeah. The, the only reason to watch it is if you like those two actors and you you know want to like it'd be sexy for you to see them in space. And you feel like you know, like I think it's only jerk off like, material. Yeah, it's like a, it's like if Sleepless in Seattle was about Tom Hanks buying night vision goggles and. Uh, you know, just living in Meg Ryan's apartment for a while. <laughs> just watching her from a cupboard. And then finally Only deciding... when she sleeps. He watches her when she's sleeping. <laughs> and if instead of And a he kid... Googles her. He Googles her while she's sleeping. <laughs> oh, because that's when you know it's true love. I'm like, this is, this is beyond anything. He threw a wine bottle, slipped on it, and the first pair of tits he saw, he was like, I'm Googling her. And lo and behold, he's in love with her. Yeah, if he's going to play that creepy play, he should, look, he should walk around and look at he every should, sleeping passenger should have and been, find the sexiest one to wake up. To at least one foxy black lady on the ship that he was like looking at and going like, I don't like that fart joke. <laughs> like, like just, just show me that you're not racist. Um, the, but we all, you all wrote your blogs about that. But did you notice that in the third act of that movie, I was making the joke because my girlfriend and I are laughing at it while watching it. Like, oh my god, they really think this elephant isn't in the room. Like, like as it turns into a romance and they're playing Dance Dance Revolution together. Like, they really, they really think we forgot about this thing. Okay, fine, misstep, swing and a miss, whatever. But like, the, I was making the joke as we go to the third act. Like, 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 as Jennifer Lawrence would have to say, like to Chris Pratt, like, my god, the ship. It, it doesn't know what it wants. It, it needs to be raped, Chris. You need to rape the ship to save us. And I was making that joke. Uh, it was true. The, the fucking ship needed, didn't know, it, like, it had like a tube that wouldn't let things out or in, and he had to go into it and like, do you guys not? Uh, it's, behind, it's like the third, I thought the we were talking about trolls. The third act of that movie is a concretization of an argument for they say no rape, meaning yes. They say <laughs> rape the ship? The, 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 the ship the ship is all blocked up so. and it needs to just but let did it they go. Say, uh, I, I, I never heard of this movie. But yeah, no to, one says needs, rape he the needs, ship. He needs to penetrate a tube that, cannot, that does not want to be penetrated. You're not supposed to go in there. He's not supposed to be in there. He goes in there. He goes in there. The movie is clearly anti-ship rape. <laughs> Well, finally. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so... But it's but then Andy Garcia shows up. Oh, my God. What is yeah. that about? Hey, he gets top billing. <laughs> only it has to be a movie about being nowhere. It's like he, He's like top billing because he looks at a tree. Again, if you haven't seen Passengers, first yeah. of all, don't. And secondly... <laughs> No, it's. I, I, I thought there were parts of it that were all right. It was Oscar like, well, nominated be, for uh, visual. Uh, the beginning was uh, production amazing. design. I, Doug, you, you love movies. I do. As your, uh, <laughs> as your podcast proudly proclaims. Mm -hmm. uh, have you seen Get Out? I have not seen Get Out. Go see it in the theater. It's fucking good fun. What if uh, there's nobody else in the theater? Because I like I like to go to 
Like empty matinees. Does that ruin it? Well, is it more I, fun I, with the crowd? I went to a matinee at the Los Feliz 3 in LA, which is usually empty. There was, you know, there was 20, maybe 12 people in there. 12 white people? It, there was no black people. There were no black people. It was Asian and Latino. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, sadly, uh, I, I, I kind of want to go. I, I don't know if this is really reductive and being a piece of shit. I want to go to a black neighborhood and watch that movie in a theater. Oh, my God. It'd probably be a. It would probably be a. It would probably be a phenomenal. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It would be a phenomenal Jesus experience. Jesus Christ, there's Get a black it. cowboy. <laughs> You've activated a black Wait. cowboy. Okay. Hold up, hold up. Oh my God, Westworld okay, season guys. two. No, no, no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, what's your name, first of all? Anthony Carter. Anthony Carter. Grab a mic, Anthony. I, I, hey, I, I Anthony. Have a yeah, Get it's, in here. It's that easy to be on the show. Join us. South by now, Southwest now, 2017. Now, wow, this is like we're on a coach flight home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Anthony, without... Whoa, sp- Jesus. God damn it, man. <laughs> I'm Enough, kidding, I'm kidding. Stop I'm kidding. spreading. Oh, uh, I'm kidding, I'm for, kidding. For the listeners that are not, are not watching, we have a very good-looking uh, black man with a fantastic cowboy hat on right now. Uh, yes, indeed. Anthony, now, without spoiling the movie for Dan or anybody else, because it's a movie that I went in, I didn't know what, who was in it, I didn't know who directed it, I didn't know what the genre was, I didn't know a fucking thing about it. Um, you just knew that it was a movie that was asking you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went uh, with my girlfriend and we had a fucking jam. Uh, it was good fun. My, the, when I left, I said to my girlfriend, who, guess what, spoilers, she's white. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, that, well, that easy, seems to be easy. Well, my girlfriend's white, too. She's here somewhere. I don't All know right. she might have <laughs> left me. <laughs> But here's the thing. Hi, Kristen. When, when I left, I, I want to be... I, what I, what I don't want to be the guy that asks all of my black friends what they think about that movie because then I'm one of the white people in that movie that asks, yeah. do you know Tiger Woods? Uh, uh, but the thing is, I, I, I do want to know, did you watch it in the theater? No, I have not seen it either. But oh, I, you motherfucker! I, I was like, you get out the fucking stage. I, I brought you up for one reason, Anthony Carter. Hey. I wouldn't ask him. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I was going to go I, see that movie. Hey, no, no. I know. I've seen. I've seen the previews. No, get looks, the fuck out the stage. <laughs> I don't. We all saw the previews. Do, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, yeah. Mic drop. Uh, it was Carter a tasteful drop. mic drop. You usually Wait, don't see a mic drop. Have you with, seen it? All right. What's oh, your name? His friend has a Rick there. and Morty shirt on. There you go. Pick up the... Better hat, better shirt. All right. I want all the white people to listen for me for one second, please. Right. Yeah. What's your name first off? My name is Calvin. Calvin, hello. <laughs> I'm just writing it down. Have a, so how, no? how long does this wait? How long do I have to hold on for? What do you mean? What? You don't want to hold on. No, no, no. no. Oh, I, I just write it down. I, I just wanted to hear your name. Oh. Uh, Lay it on us. White people, go and see, get out, and get educated. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Oh, shit. The no, mic's no, no. being dropped. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Calvin, Calvin, okay. Sam, Sam. I, I, I have a... <laughs> He's got a question. <laughs> now, first off, was the premature mic drop situation? <laughs> Give us. We've hit peak right? mic drop. You don't really want that to happen that. in front of a nice lady. Oh, you you wait and then everything. Anyways, you right, um, Calvin, uh, without, you dropped the mic kind of from pretty high tonight. <laughs> I thought you were different. Everyone thinks I'm different. So Calvin, uh, without without spoilers, you, you you dug the movie, right? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. It right. Great. 
And, and, and you say white people should go see that movie. Every white person <laughs> should go see that movie. Yes. <laughs> it's not a brave stance, though, right? I mean, we, we're not, what, it's not controversial. Oh, it's, it's controversial in the best way possible. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that every Somalian needs to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, not just every Somalian, but every Somalian pirate also. <laughs> sure, yeah. Do you, so you think it has the power to change minds of, of white racist people? I think it makes it gives a, um, a power to make them feel more insecure than they already do about. Oh, nice! <laughs> I like that. And yeah. they should feel that. We need that right now. Yes. See, I, I walked out of the theater, and it's a small theater. There was maybe only again like 15 people tops in there. I walked out. I was like, that movie was fucked up, and and, and white people turned back and looked at me like they they, they were bummed out. They thought I meant I hated the movie. I said, no, right. that movie's fucking crazy. Yeah, I had a friend that saw it in Vermont, of all places. Oh, dear heavens. I had a black friend that saw it in Vermont, and he laughed. Your story's getting harder to believe with every, <laughs> with every detail. There actually are black people that yeah. live in Vermont. Yeah, oh. uh, they're named uh, Reggie um, and Ken. <laughs> Reggie Ken and Dana. Um, <laughs> he saw it in Vermont and he laughed the entire time, but all the white people felt pretty uncomfortable. Which, which made oh, it was he doing him. like Robert De Niro and Cave Fear laughter at it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that movie, it's because it's funny as shit. It's really funny. It's funny. It's got a lot of social commentary, but you know, it's that would smart be the to... thing that kept me from seeing it yeah. is other people being funny. That's what keeps you from watching Atlanta, too. Yeah, it just I'm, makes I'm just you like, mad at it, right? To You're feel just irrelevant. mad the whole time. It's yeah. not. It's not race. It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, believe me. I watched Blade among the people. <laughs> I felt their hatred of vampires. I joined in it. And I loved it. But there's, there's something really interesting about this. Not to drag you down into the fucking murk. You're oh, a stranger. Oh, it's okay. I'm there. It's cool. But there's an interesting thing about that because I was telling that story that happens in LAX's lounge, right? So this woman comes up to me and she gives me these choices. And the this is hap- this this is really happening. This is yeah. cool. <laughs> hey, <What>? cheers! Cheers! <laughs> Sorry about season three. We're we're drawing it. No, it's. Uh... <laughs> The Rickroll thing was pretty nice in the most torturous way possible. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. See, was, when that woman came up to me at LAX, she was she's referring to a woman over there, and there's there's a lot of things on the table, and the <coughs> and the weird energy that squirted out of me. That's a nice way to put it. Was you know like 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 Plato studied steam engines so like the Platonic engine where you just heat up a bunch of water and you only give it so much egress that it's like you get if you put it at like per, like in different positions you'll make a thing spin around it's a Platonic engine right the the it's like steam escaping it'll find the nearest escape it'll find the weakest membrane to squeak through now is it that membrane's fault so for instance why have we been a misogynistic culture longer than we've been a racist culture like don't get aggravated by my assertion there, but like, <laughs> why legit, do we? Yeah. Why are we quicker to club women than we are to like? Like, like, why are we so able to like overcome uh, pigment before we are able to? Is this respect? question for anybody on the panel? <laughs> I, in a sense, when that woman said to me at the airport, she said, "How come you don't tell that woman to shut the fuck up?" I, I, I said, 
because of my mother-in-law. You know, like, I, 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 it was fake. It was like, all, it was like where the, it was an essentially misogynistic, like, valve that that energy went through. I'm like, woof, with women like that, if you think women talking loud's a, gonna get my goat, you should deal with what I deal with on Christmas Eve. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I was just trying to escape a situation. The steam was so high it, that was the weakest membrane. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been. I would. If it was the 1950s, would I have said to that woman like, "Bite your tongue, lady. <laughs> you know your place. Give me cornflakes." Oh no. <laughs> Is that before? That got much worse in the second part. <laughs> <laughs> That's my question. Answer I, it. I think it goes. <laughs> oh fuck. Ten um, seconds. Nine. <laughs> eight. I think it comes down to. I mean. Just talk, talking about it, and I think a lot of people that feel like misogyny is not a problem, they haven't dealt with it or thought about it or had a woman in their life that actually who doesn't have a woman that. in their life? Like uh, that's the thing. I think to answer your uh, question, Dan, uh, I think misogyny, so misogyny is 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 bigger than racism. I don't know by what percentage, but I think it's happening because. Uh, women are 50%, like, women are a bigger threat because there's more of them. And, uh, and men or that are, men that are threatened by women are going, you know what I mean? They're going to be threatened because it's half of the people and it's also their mother. <laughs> it's also their mama yes, is a fucking you, woman, you know? Because your memories of becoming a man involve becoming abusive to your mother. Uh, like, 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 uh, in a lot, it's like, you're, the day, just shut up, mom, I don't want to do this. Because right, you, and you didn't, as a white kid, you weren't growing up going, shut up, black guy like <laughs> that yeah if you're so it's all directed at women and not race i like yeah, that we've so, solved that problem race yeah racism's I, I, over misogyny needs we some need to bring uh, race to work back on into puberty. it so <laughs> i'm so glad there's no women up here to defend themselves right your now. mom's got your mom's gonna hit you did they <laughs> we'll tell I, I, women I like, how to deal with that oh, oh. like for, for all the women in the audience watching a bunch of white dudes or not white dudes, white dudes minus one he's close enough get, sit the fuck down look at that hat he's close enough watching to white a bunch of men, uh, watching a bunch of men hat talk about women <laughs> yeah it, the guy, his t-shirt is on upside down or has he got a shirt on yeah, it's a, I don't yeah. think you can what, put a t-shirt on upside down I'm going to say that <laughs> Should I, should I try? I mean, you no. can't. It'd be hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's fits weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's more of a tube top. A little tight. <laughs> Jeff, you got derailed midstream. You were about to incite women to hate the show. Please continue. <laughs> no, it's no. women already hate the show. <laughs> watching watching three men stumble into the realization that they're that 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 this is the easiest thing in the world that it always has been is probably you know just as good for whatever money they paid for their badges. <laughs> As anything, I mean, I, uh, it's, uh, I mean... Because men can't imagine what it's like to be a woman. We can't. We can think we can. We fucking can't. I'm going to. Watch. <laughs> Stand back. Spencer, Dungeon Master, me waking up of being a woman. Jeff, play appropriate music. <laughs> How much time do we have left? Uh, we got loads of time. Okay. You wake up. In a bedroom. It's empty. Because you make less money than men. I get out of bed. All right. You're still in the bedroom. 
I put I put on whatever outfit will walk the line between me being branded a slut and uh, me being dismissed as a human being. You managed to thread the needle once more like millions of women across the earth do every morning of their lives. Slutty outfit! Can I ask can I ask what I'm wearing? Uh, no. Okay. That's probably a good idea. I go down to uh, get into an Uber. All right. Where I'm certain that someone will simply drive me to work. It's doing the thing where it's like a block away, but it's just spinning around for the last five minutes. It shows up, and the guy makes no indication that that wasn't supposed to be part of his job. I, I get in. Oh, he touches you. I file a complaint with Uber. It doesn't matter. He gets promoted to head of Uber. (laughs) You get to your job or whatever. I get get out of the Uber and I run for president. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I'm fucking ending it. I've played nice. I'm running for president. You lose, yeah. More people hated me than liked me? Uh, It turns out. You did what you had to do. Are you saying I lost the popular vote? No, that's what's crazy. Oh, okay. And it's, you know, you might have won even harder if not for, you know, the striking... Okay, that's too political. Sorry. I was going to talk about the Voting Rights Act. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I walk into the woods and I wait for someone to need me. No one, yeah. No one needs you, but everyone wants something from you. And it's your problem. All the trees are mad. I, I go up to one of the trees. Okay. It ignores you. <laughs> I thought I just heard you grumbling things about me being... A... Why are you being such a bitch? <laughs> you know, we've been growing here for hundreds of years. No one's coming through being talked about by us before until you, so you're the problem. All right, go further into the woods. All right. You do that. Um... You find, uh, you find, uh, you know, you're, you're feeling, you're feeling cramping up. You're cramping. I pay attention to that feeling. It's, it's worse than what men have to deal with on their daily lives. <laughs> but you just, you don't even, you know, you don't even mention it unless it's kind of crippling you and making you in bed. The fact that you're walking around means it's not even worth mentioning, even though it's terrible, crippling agony. I, I go home and I pour, I put on some tea and I read a, a book. The book has all sorts of opinions on stuff that you should do or represent that don't even have anything to do with what you think you should do in life. I, I turn on the television. I feel I'm gonna... like we peaked. Have we peaked? Sorry. On the television, it's more of the same. The media is rewarding men for doing things that hurt you and punishing you for doing the things that demand your equal rights. Yeah, I... see, this is what I mean. It's just, it's just the sad reality of life. I, 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 try, I try to do comedy about the situation because I think it'll be so funny that it'll make people, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, why aren't women funny? This is terrible. 
Who said that? Everybody on Earth. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I try to prove them wrong by being really uh, dirty and lateral. You do amazing stuff, and a couple alt comedians and people in the scene are like, yeah, she's getting really big. But, you know, you've done everything that everyone... I, I don't know. I, 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 I just say a really funny joke. I'd say a really funny joke that's, like, kind of fucking crazy because it's inappropriate. And oh, like, it goes over well. You get what's uh, what's considered a polite chuckle. And after the show, seven guys try and hit on you saying, you know, you're actually pretty funny. Now can I be president? No. <laughs> All right. So, well. Spencer Crittenden, world's best feminist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Male, male feminists. Yeah. World's best male feminists. But like, to really answer your question, I really think you're talking about abuse. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about Later abuse. that same night. <laughs> you were talking about the mental abuse earlier. I think men have that problem. They don't want to accept the fact that, you know, they've, you know, maybe abused women, you know, emotionally, even if it's unintentional or not, they don't want to acknowledge it. And I think yeah. that's the biggest problem. Oh, no, that's the most offensive thing. Racially, I always repeat that joke that our late friend Mario from the drawing room said. It's like, you can call a white guy a honky, you can call him a cracker, but if you call him a racist, he gets really bent out of shape. Um, <laughs> if you, ca you can call a man anything you want, but if you say that he's abusing women, most, they'll, they'll fucking choke you. <gasps> what? That, but we do, I, I think that, you know, we should probably it's all you have to do is just like put a little radar tag on your lapel and just be like oh how am i interacting with with anybody with people you just that's what my therapist is always saying she's like you don't have to quit drinking she said that <laughs> she said just notice when you take a drink that's it that'll be the beginning of it yeah look in the cup see it. what's up <laughs> <laughs> oh vodka again <laughs> more vodka <laughs> But yeah, I think. But that's why, that's why people that we often complain about, people that are outspoken, and it was like, it, like we go like, oh, they get tweeted out. So we had our friends from Reductress on the podcast, and they talked about the the women that stand out. That that they might be just comedically saying, hey, look look at this phenomenon. It's like saying, look at Joan of Arc. It's like it's like there's more kindling there, and there's drier weather, and there's easier ways to start fires, and 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 it turns to witch burning way faster when someone is just saying, hey, be aware of this. Like uh, it, it it it. But like being aware of something doesn't mean someone wants your pants. No one's going to take your pants. Like like you, if if privilege is real and you admit that it's real, it means you have privilege. It means no one can have your pants. Like, yeah, you like, can't pry my pants from my cold hard. <laughs> cold, you know what I meant. Cold dead, cold dead heart. Fingers. Cold dead dick. <laughs> it took me a while to see things that way too. It was like because I, I, as I've said a thousand times, it's like I get it. You're a doughy white guy. You've been born. You come up through the system. You you endure what <laughs> the you system. The system. The mean yeah. streets. You're out there in Gen Pop. <laughs> 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 the system. Okay, granted. Just what, click your heels, Dorothy. You've been in Oz the whole time. What you perceive as the system. And then, and then when you start hearing talk about how you've had it easy, how are you supposed to react if you have an ounce of salt in your salt bladder? I don't know how medicine works. Salt bladder. <laughs> Yeah, people feel really insecure. Really, uh, men feel really insecure really quick when that's even challenged, which I think is a weird thing, and they don't right. even want to meditate on it mm -hmm. at all. I would argue the one thing is that the one thing that unites us all is that we all would have the same reaction if we were all told 
shut up, stop complaining, you've had it easy. We all, it's just that there's got to be somebody at the top that actually has had it easy. Right. Th- those people are going to hear that. They're going to take that the wrong way. It, 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 it is the same reaction, though. It's like it is the, the thing that we say to each other. When someone says, I, I work as a, a clicky clock, clack clacker, and I, I don't get enough click clacks for my click clook. Like, you say the same thing to that person that if someone said it to you, you would fucking punch him in the face, which is like, sh- like, like, fuck you, like, like, you privileged piece of, you, you always, like, dump that shit downhill, like, like, you dump it down, every time there's a strike, every time someone sues a corporation because a jart hit killed their kid, like, it, it, like, like, we always side with the corporation, we have this human tendency to be like, fuck you, you whiny piece of shit, you should fucking love capitalism, fucking rules! <laughs> What was my point? I don't know. Watch CISO. I think your... <laughs> I think your point was the guy that was burnt by hot coffee at McDonald's really deserved to win that lawsuit. Yeah. That, that coffee was a, too hot. It was too hot. It was too hot. People don't know, but it was too hot. It wasn't a goddamn guy. It was a fucking old lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know who it was. I just remember Kramer trying it on Seinfeld. <laughs> I just saw that episode. It's syndication. <laughs> It did. They had like the Johnny Cochran like like analog guy. Yeah. Did you did you watch it on CISO? Probably. They have yeah. a lot of archived NBC comedy. I mean, if if my community because that's co-owned by Sony. They got Saturday night late nights next day. Next day. Next day. That's Saturday awesome. night live. Yeah. That's Sunday morning not live. Man, when you subscribe to CISO, you're really subscribing to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say if you life. see so, say so. Yeah, I've been saying that for <laughs> yeah. so long. Everybody, just go out there. Tell the world. How much time do we have left? Just yell uh, it. Probably see. time for a wrap. I don't know. Am I 23. Yeah we, we, yeah, we got a bit of time. Oh, my God. The audience is asking us to stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, uh, are you a local? You, you live in Austin? No, I'm in, living in Florida right now. All right, Florida. thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. You were a great guest. (laughs) No, I'm I'm kidding. You want to hang out the whole show? Yeah, I'll hang out the whole show. It's up to Dan. It's not my decision. (laughs) Calvin stays. It's not like Martha Stewart's coming out. Calvin, because because that first guy, what's his name? Uh, Arthur, what's his name? The cowboy? No, what the fuck? I have written it. Are you jealous of him right now, Anthony. or is he going to be mad at you in the way? No, I think he might did be Anthony mad leave? The, the, guy? Yeah. Oh, so oh, the right. black guy, the cowboy, had, like, had his cameo and then left? Yeah. I was going to ask him if he knew Hootie. <laughs> his girlfriend left Wait, before, she, before, before he came on stage? She, she, yeah, left. she left. She left. She was like, I'm not having no date that's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, she found out that he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he lied about seeing Get Out. <laughs> Wait, well, he oh didn't, yeah, I don't people know, don't he like didn't that. Not, he didn't jump up and say, "I saw Get Out." He like we we started talking about Get Out, and he went, "Woo!" And then he like chugged it, chugged it up onto the stage, and like he took advantage of a market that was there. <laughs> he wasn't I, I, capitalism. I yeah, no. no, he yeah he took advantage of the bullshit market. <laughs> and the question is, right in. had he been white or a woman? Would he have made it this far <laughs> before the stun guns no. came out? Yeah, if it was a woman, I would have pushed her back. <laughs> I would have got, grabbed her by both shoulders and sent her sailing. <laughs> yeah, if you're thinking about it now, ladies. <laughs> you should just watch Just Army try Quest. me. <laughs> I, I mean, who doesn't want to be set sailing? That, that sounds, that sounds right? delightful. It sounds like I'm Christopher Cross and a very romantic <laughs> thing is about to happen. <laughs> 
Will you make a, a, an agreement that if a woman does charge the stage, that you will set her sailing, but you will go with her on, on a, on a n- night cruise down the Texas River, whatever the fuck we're at? No, I won't commit to that, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> we're really putting Jeff, you through our been... paces there. <laughs> I was standing in my fucking hotel at the Radisson on the fucking river while people crowded to watch the bats come out and waited till sunset. And there was a thousand people out there. An hour went by waiting for the sun to go down. And I, I, as I waited an hour to watch the bats, I realized when the bats come out, it'll be dark out and I won't see shit. <laughs> so I fucking left. Also, I you didn't even are... see it? No. I've never waited for it. I was in a hotel room. The Hyatt looks in the right direction. Yeah. And I got tired of waiting for the fucking bats to come out. Me too. I fucking I, I was. I couldn't. Uh, take well, now it. that everyone knows we're at the Radisson, can I just promote them for like the fact that they have their rooms are the fucking best in terms of AC outlet placement. When you stay at the downtown Radisson, that's important in if you are connected. You are never more than eight inches from a fucking AC outlet and a USB port. It is incredible. Yeah. This is important There's to one my in listeners. The shower. The shower is the shower's been turned into a giant extension cord so that you can learn door fortress. Like like there's no need for but please put toothpaste in the in the rooms. Let's all put toothpaste in the hotel room. They'll give oh, you that's, toothpaste. That's a rare thing. Well, yeah. Did you just no, see they, that somewhere and no, think it should be everywhere? No, it was, it was maybe I saw it somewhere in Paris or I'm, something. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not happy with my Radisson experience. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, no. oh, shit. Fucking left all day long. They didn't clean my room. There was no water back in the room. But they, I asked for water, and they came up, and they knocked on the door, and they just said housekeeping, and they didn't have any fucking water. Oh. <laughs> okay, but they did have a thing, because uh, same thing. I, like... But they didn't knock on the door every 10 minutes going, housekeeping, like, in that voice. Oh, are we having a Radisson debate? <laughs> but I was, I was going to say, I think there was some literature or something that said, like, if you'd like your house, to, your thing to be put in order, you can put a thing out. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. It's look. a Radisson. Who gives a shit? Is like, Did they have mustard? They had, they, they, no, they didn't have mustard. But, but I looked up into the corner of my combat. room. Yeah, that was good. Where there should only be spiders, there was an AC outlet. Up in the corner, there was an AC outlet up in the corner. I just love AC outlets. You know, you, like, know, I, you, know you can go fuck itself. It's Holiday Inn Express. I stayed at one in some weird part of the country. I, I, I think it was called like Indiana, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I'm close. It was, it was, it was, it was confusing. My room had no windows. No closet. And if you turned anything on, the TV went off. <laughs> you took a shower and water came out of the TV. It's like a Marx Brothers bit. And not sl- now, Power Hog. <laughs> and the sign, the sign above it in awesome Holiday Inn font said, relax, it's Holiday Inn. <laughs> Which could be read a couple ways. <laughs> Relax. It's Holiday Inn. What do you What did you think was gonna fucking happen? Well, I want to. They should go. They should go one step further. Be settle down. It's Holiday yeah, Inn. Yeah, yeah. Simmer down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't be too I, big for your boots. I want to. Uh, in a world where there's a lot of fish to fry, the Radisson downtown Austin has more AC outlets than you can shake a stick at. And I ordered room service, and I ordered a cheeseburger, and the woman that answered the phone and said room service, I said. I'd like a cheeseburger. She said, go on. I said, I'd like a Stella Artois. And she said, excellent choice. 
Wow. And then she said, I'll be right up. And I was like, I'll be right up. Weird, weird pronoun. This is a system. This is Brazil. You're supposed to what? Knock on the door. She comes in. Uh, Cindy comes in, learned her name. Because guess what? Figured out who she was. Because as she opened my Stella, she went, oh, that looks good. <laughs> so... Yeah, so, it's dark. It's dark. Uh, but Cindy's an alcoholic. But yeah. I was like, what, did where, you take where, my order? Did she she's say, like, yeah. hello, my name is Cindy and I'm an alcoholic? <laughs> I, I said, Hi, she Cindy. Opened it, she said, here's your Stella Artois. She did like a French accent and she opened it. She's like, oh, that looked good. And, and I, I thought, hmm. And I was like, Do, were you the one that took the order? And she said, yes. And I said, I, you know, I really appreciated you excellent choicing me. Like, you told me it was an excellent choice. She's like, it is an excellent choice. It's like, do you want my Stella? Have a do you drink. you want to take a sip of it? And she said, oh, I can't go there. And it was like, oh, dark, right. darkness, darkness. It's a fine line. But, but I think she's going to be so fine. So she ate all of your food. <laughs> she, and she's going to she be left. fine because she made it this far and her weakness is Stella Artois. Like, it's not like, you know, she wasn't like antifreeze. No, 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 no. I think. I think it's, all right, so we, 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 we only have a few minutes left. Uh, sh oh, shit. Shall uh, we finish this off with a Doug Benson uh, rap? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Let's do it. It's, Yo. Whatever you want it to be. Doug Benson rap. Oh, shit. Yo. Alright, yeah. yeah. Oh, Calvin on the beatbox, alright? Doug Benson rap. He's gonna rap, tell you crap. When Doug Benson raps, you're gonna tell all your friends you heard a Doug Benson rap. But the first two minutes of a Doug Benson rap is a Dan Harmon rap. It's an introductory rap, but if I can <laughs> rap about this lap, it's a victory lap where I go around, I'm gonna. Christmas wrap his wrap. I'm gonna wrap it up and give it to you as a gift. Doug Benson's who I'm here to lift. I'm gonna lift him to stardom. Lift him up. I'm gonna lift Doug Benson like a girl. Yo, Calvin, talk Cal about a Doug Benson rap, Calvin. Doug, Doug, Doug Benson rap. Why is he rapping? He's not even clapping. Do you have the clap? What is the clap? Why am I rapping? Jeff, why'd you do this? There's two guys right next to me who could do it better. That didn't rhyme. This is a good example of why you shouldn't have said my name. But it's cool. It doesn't matter. I'm still the only black guys on stage rapping. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the he Duck Benson rap. He said white guys can rap better. <laughs> and I it's also the only one not in a sweater. Oh. Mama Spaghetti. It's warm out. You know it. You dressed up to show it. <laughs> okay, well, you proved him wrong. You proved him wrong. Hey, th this is called the Doug Benson rap. I know. I tried. <laughs> when I said I could do it, I lied. I said, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Let yourself go. Let it go. Let it all out. Oh, man. let's be frozen. <laughs> Because Dan is the chosen one for our entertainment. Uh -oh. And that's all I got. <laughs> Yo, left to right, I'm gonna fuck your mama like ketchup fucks mustard tonight. I'm gonna take it to the break of dawn. I'm gonna I'm gonna rhyme this with nothing but the front lawn. I'm Dijon. gonna fuck her. Dijon. 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 Oh, Monday yeah. morning quarterback. Finally coming right. in. Try and take the beat and then give it a spin. I yeah. feel really insecure. I shouldn't have took your rap. I'm gonna step kind of back and let you do the sack. You know what you just did, you? 
Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. <laughs> he he pooponged on his rap. Let's hear for let's hear for Doug Benson, everybody. Yay, thank you. Calvin. Spencer Crittenden. I'm Jeff Davis, your comptroller, your mayor is Dan Harmon. Thank you so much. Thank you, South by Southwest. We'll see you at the bar. No problem, no Drive fast and take chances. of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.